This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, before we get into what will be your Locked On Browns pregame show, week 16, traveling to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey to face the New York Jets. Um, coming to a close here on Christmas Day, uh, just wanted to uh, extend, uh, obviously to everyone. Uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas, uh, day today. Uh, sh- certainly a different, different form of Christmas for everybody. Um, but you know, with the difficulties and the time that we're all going through here and the madness and the craziness that is 2020, I just, again, hope everybody found some way to enjoy themselves, enjoy their family in whatever capacity that was and understand, you know, it's a small sacrifice, hopefully for the greater cause of getting back to the lives that we all miss dearly um, and the people that we all miss dearly. And hopefully we can kind of get back to some normalcy sooner than later. Your Locked on Browns pregame show is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Look, we've already had a game today. We've got games tomorrow, game Sunday, game Sunday night, Monday night. Enjoy the realm here uh, of the NFL as they have now played a game on every day within an NFL season for the first time ever. Pepsi's refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, joined by Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith at underscore Pete Smith underscore, as we get ready to uh, take you through here. Um, It it may not seem like a difficult opponent, opponent, but this is a, it's key. Uh, Look, for anything that everybody's dreaming of, that could possibly be week 17. I'm not there yet. Uh, the only thing I care about is whether or not the Browns can pull this one out on Sunday. Yes, it seems like a game they should easily win on paper, but these games are not played on paper. As we all know, they are played on the field. I guess we will start on the offensive side of the ball here. Um, and latest injury reports, Pete, the Browns have been given a tremendous um, gift in that Quinn Williams regular season is finished. Um, young player was showing, you know, really, really strong signs uh, in year two. On the defensive side of the ball, Marcus Mays kind of having a decent year. Uh, but, Pete, you look at this team and, you know, yes, last week against the Rams certainly feels more like a mirage than it feels like a team maybe finding themselves a little bit later in the season. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, we're still going to wait to hear on Jedrick Wills. I'm assuming they'll test him tomorrow. If he's good, he gets on the plane with everybody else. Um, if there's an issue, there's going to be an issue. You certainly don't want to be without a second starting offensive lineman this week as Wyatt Teller is already out. Uh, but for the offense, Pete, um, whatever semblance of the offense that will be headed uh, to New Jersey on a flight you know, sometime tomorrow, uh, it's I, I just don't see how this is much of an issue. They, they're playing some really young quarterbacks who haven't had a ton of experience. Both were either undrafted free agents or late round picks. Maybe it could be players down the line, but, you know, I, I don't think, you know, there's much on this Jets defense that's going to give you a, a headache going in here Sunday. Well, the, the 
the Jets' defense legitimately has something that the Browns could be envious of on that interior defensive line uh, with Quentin Williams and, and Foley Fotokasi. They're really, really good. Um, it, you know, Quentin Williams, you could make an argument he, he maybe should have he, – like he could conceivably be the first alternate for the Pro Bowl if DeForest Buckner got in there like he should have over Clayus Campbell. Uh, and he's 23, so he's really impressive. And then fully Fotokasi is probably the best nose tackle you've never heard of. Um, and out of UConn, would look great in this defense. Uh, he's probably going to get sort of a, a Grover Stewart-type deal at some point. But unfortunately for the Jets, that's literally the whole thing. That's They have two defenders. Um, Marcus May's fine. Other than that, you know, it's the Browns are better than they are, which is saying something because the Browns are god awful on defense. But uh, the, the the thing that would have been a really challenging scenario with Nick Harris preparing for his second start or his first start, I should say, second game, um, you know, in some ways it was almost like an advantage to have him come off the bench in that respect against the Giants. Um, yes, it's a tough spot for him to come in and play, but at the same time, uh, the Giants couldn't really watch anything on him. There was no preseason. Uh, so, you know, the, the only reason we knew about him is because of practice stuff. You know, what are they going to really go off of? Whereas this week, the Jets theoretically can look at last week's game take, tape and at least have a plan for him, uh, which is – an advantage. So I think it's a little bit of a mixed blessing that Nick Harris has gotten reps. That's certainly good in practice, but I think it's tougher than, than most people might think uh, just because they've got more info on him. Uh, you know, if Jedrick Wills can't go, it's Kendall lamb time. Uh, not a great situation, but uh, you know, this not is the, the reason worst. they signed. Yeah. I mean, this is the reason they signed those guys for depth. Uh, you know, this is probably going to be the end of, Kendall Lamb in Cleveland this year. So if he has to play, I think you could do a lot worse. Uh, I think he would do his job fine against this team. I don't even know who the Jets pass rusher is over there. I don't know if they even have one. We've um, discussed this many times, Pete. This team has not had a pass rusher for 10 years. They had Jordan Jenkins, who finally had a tap out to, uh, you know, who had been playing all season with a bad rotator cuff, finally realized and saw the writing on the wall and, you know, cold of the year is going to have the surgery. So hopefully, you know, he's ready to go for wherever he ends up this coming spring. I'm waiting for the Jets to trade down in the draft and then take Rousseau, which makes everybody angry because uh, he's just sort of a really, really talented mystery. But anyway, the Jets defense, you know, they just basically throw bodies at it. And, and obviously they're down Greg Williams, which, you know, I think – was the hero of this team. He had them going in the right direction, which was Ofer, uh, and they screwed <laughs> that up. So if anybody it, knows how to t- anybody knows how to tank and respect the tank, it's certainly Greg Williams. I think there's something to be said for the fact that uh you know the Browns need to win this game. Um the odds of them not making the playoffs are like one point one percent. but nevertheless, I think at least for the moment the Browns have their eyes on the division and what could be. And if they take their part and the Colts take care of their part, that game becomes huge. So I'm not too worried about the idea of sort of a, a letdown. They haven't really had one. 
Um, the defense is bad and the offense is, is good. And it's just a question of which one, uh, you know, is the other team going to score points and force them to score faster, which is usually the only time they actually score a lot of them. No, I could agree with you more. Um, like I, I, with, and especially with the type of route runners that the, you know, the Browns have now, I mean, these guys are great round route runners. They have uh, Donovan Peoples Jones for the over the top type of thing. And, you know, what are, you know, young corners more used to, you know, turn and run the guys who are going to give them the most difficult about time are the guys who every step is going to be in phase. Every stop is going to be in nuance, doing everything they can to create more separation. Um, and these guys, and look, we love Bryce Hall coming out of Virginia. He may be a player for the Jets one day. As of now, he's got one professional start under his belt. Bless Austin was a guy with a great athletic profile out of Rutgers. Um, not much else going for him. Um, but these are your starting corners. You have Marcus May. Uh, I, I'll give you guys probably 10 minutes to name the Jets starting linebackers. I can't give you all of them, uh, but I doubt anybody else would be able to, too. Uh, without Quentin Williams, that defensive line certainly takes a huge hit. Um, this is, you know, and this is one where it's just, look, you know, get the ball, control the ball, run, toss it around a little bit. Um, but there really should be no reason that, you know, this isn't, you know, and I probably feel more comfortable about the outcome of this game. And you guys know I was more confident than Pete about last week versus the Giants. The Giants at least bought a you know a defense with some teeth to it. Um, the Jets now the the only you know the only real big you know tooth they had will not be available in Quinn and Williams. So obviously that's a huge huge thing. Um, Baker is about as hot as any quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, and it's not like this is a one or two week thing. This is we're talking almost about two months now where Baker is just feeling it. Um, and, and seeing things at an incredible level, whether it's through play action, whether it's looking at more than his first read, which is the most nonsense that has been going on this week. And, you know, a player who's improved as much as he has certainly doesn't deserve that type of just, I don't know where it got. It just absolutely just, you know, got off the rails. But, it you know, on the offensive side of the ball, it looks plain and simple. And it's not like you're anybody's uncomfortable with this team. Um, you know, look, uh, obviously a lot of changes of, you know, a lot of faces have changed since 2017, but they played in 2017. Uh, Browns should have won that game. They played in 2018. That was the, you know, uh, initial look in here is your future quarterback, Cleveland in Baker Mayfield. This team played last year. The Browns offense didn't really play that great, uh, but they had zero issue, you know, getting away with an easy win. Um, now they will play again this year um, and that will end the four year run because, I don't see the Browns ending up in the basement of the AFC North. So we'll get a year off of the New York Jets. But offensively, this is one that shouldn't be a question. It is there. It is ripe for the taking on the offensive side of the ball, whether it's the running game, whether it's the passing game. If Jedrick Wills is able to play, um, that just you know creates the advantage uh, on the offensive line as well. It's, you know, and again, I, last week, in my opinion, was just an absolute huge mirage for this Jets team. And I think this is more of a, you know, just play out these last two and go ahead and figure out, you know, see if Jacksonville can find a way to win one, which I don't think is going to happen. And then the Jets are going to have a lot, a lot of decisions at, at drafting number two overall in the 2021 NFL draft. We're going to flip it up here. We're going to get to the defensive side of the ball here. We'll go with some confidence uh, heading into this one in the third segment, as you guys know, and how we normally do things here on your Locked on Browns pregame show. Are we ready for some football? 
College football is in bowl season, and obviously the playoffs are looming. And there are some big matchups this weekend. The NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture hopefully becoming clearer and clearer. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we at Locked On trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. NFL Games of the Week, you already had one today. Uh, I'm wondering what the prop bet was for Alvin Kamara and six touchdowns. 157 yards. Um, sure, a lot of fantasy titles were established this weekend. Uh, so, you know, we have three more tomorrow. I certainly have my eyes on that Raiders-Dolphins game. Um, please, Las Vegas, somehow just make it easier for the Browns to wake up Sunday, not have to worry about anything else, but just going out there, winning, and uh, maybe some of this stuff is already playoff-wise, you know, off the board. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on for your sign up bonus again. Online, Pete. We've done these shows, you know, covering the Jets and you know Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. We went through it in eighteen. We went through it last year, which turned out to be lip service. As you know, Sam Darnold never played the game uh, due to you know contracting mono. Um, we're going to finally get to see these two start against each other. Knock on wood. Come Sunday at one o'clock. Um, but you're looking at Sam Darnold, the, the Adam, Adam Gase saga. Um, and it's weird because, you know, a lot of this is going to be put on Sam Darnold and look, some of it has got to be put on Sam Darnold, but Pete, have we ever seen a quarterback drafted number three overall? Well, maybe we have, but I mean, this kid has just been put Pete in just an absolute terrible situation. And here we are almost at the end of year three of Sam Darnold. And I don't think anybody's got any answers as to maybe what he is or what he could be as an NFL quarterback. Well, I mean, it's sort of a Jets tradition to put their quarterbacks in the worst situation possible. I mean, 100%. Just the, the history between these these two teams, uh, you know, the 87 playoff game was just watching that poor kid get just drilled over and over again. And he was actually really good. But Kenny O'Brien. Yeah, Ken O'Brien was good, but uh, Ken O'Brien had a great deep arm, great deep ball. But uh, you know they didn't block for him. Uh, I think Sam Darnold's actually really talented still. Um, you know he came out at twenty-one, so I don't get caught up too much in you know this idea that he's sort of broken or whatever. I actually do think he's probably the biggest commodity um, out there in terms of quarterbacks, assuming you know they were to move on from him. But unless the uh, Unless the 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 Jaguars do something really stupid, um, I don't think it's going to matter. I think they're ultimately going to have to keep Darnold, whether they want to or, or or not. But I certainly would if I was them. Um, and I can't get uh, Trevor Lawrence be, because uh, I, I do think there's enough ability there. I just think you need to continue to build around him. I think Mackay Becton is obviously 
really good pl- uh, prospect that can be good. I think they can continue to do that and make him worth something. Obviously, he's shown signs of what he can flashes of what's possible. Uh, but you know, Adam Gase is, you know, awful. He's just awful, and he doesn't seem like the greatest human being either. Uh, no, he's not. He's not. That's. I mean, and for me, how he's still there, I, I literally have no idea because you know he's not going to be here any longer, and I'm sure he's ornery about it. And the fact that they probably won last week probably hasn't been an even bigger jerk off than he normally is. It, it was a terrible hire from Jump. It, it, it was a terrible hire going into this season. It's still a terrible hire now, and it's done nothing but just you know take this franchise from not being very good to I guess somebody's got to now wear the label of being the laughing stock of the league, and I guess that resides with the New York Jets. Right, and obviously the the question with it, the Jets have become the Browns. Like you know, they were similar the- franchises. The Browns have ascended. Somebody had to wear the crown of shit, so to speak, and that's the Jets. Well. It also goes beyond that because obviously the Jets have weird ownership issues with the brothers and, and all that and what how that's going to work and some of the decisions they've made that have sort of just, you know, basically held their team back that have nothing to do with anything other than dealing with themselves. I mean, like Daniel Snyder, you know, I don't know where that thing's going to go. I know where it should go. Uh, but uh, We all know where it should go. But uh, it's tough. So, I mean, the, the, the it's like w- where you were with the Browns for so long where you couldn't fire the owner, so you're sort of stuck with it. You have to hope they figure it out. The problem is the Johnsons have owned the, their team longer than, than the Haslam's have owned the Browns. And, you know, obviously Woody Johnson was like an ambassador to Ireland or whatever. And so he was sort of out of the picture, and now he's back and wants to, like, take control. So it's a whole mess. Uh, so if you're a player, I don't know why you'd want to go to the Jets. Having said that, you do have some dudes that can play. You've obviously got a, a couple foundation pieces, and if you can build around it, it's good. As far as the Browns are concerned, like Darnold is talented enough to be a problem, um, but he's also just he, he's not getting enough help. So when things tend to go bad, they can go they can snowball in a hurry. Uh, you know, the, we'll we'll see where Miles Garrett sort of is in terms of his recovery uh, from COVID. It, like, it really felt like he was he was playing almost like with walking pneumonia against the New York Giants. You know, and and I think ultimately you're just hoping he can be back full strength for the playoffs. But- yeah, like with Miles, I don't think it's like a, a conditioning thing. I think it's just, you know, there's just so much the body has in it. And it's not like he can, you know, work to condition himself. Um, and look, you know, there's so many strains of this, uh, as we obviously know. Um, you know, and Miles, we've heard plenty of guys say, well, I never felt like I was a sick a, sick a day. Um, Miles obviously spoke on the fact that he certainly did at times feel like he's sick. So who even knows to say if, like, you gave him this week off because you thought you didn't need him. We don't know if that would either help or hinder it at this point. It's just weird, but you would certainly like to see, obviously, some more juice in a 95. Yeah, it really feels like they're trying to hit this from all ends. Like, they had him play a ton of reps against the Giants, and they're also having him do these lung treatments, and I don't know what that involves. Uh, doesn't sound very pleasant, but, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's like the astronauts with the ball. Uh, but the bottom line is, if he's good and you can put him on the other side away from Becton, 
not that I wouldn't like to see him play against Beckton, but uh, you know, the problem is that part of the, part of the issue for the jets is it's just, he's been just crushed at times. And I think this is a, a situation where it can get away from them in a hurry. Um, I, I think, you know, today with the, the practice, um, a lot of guys play or practice full go, which is good, including Sheldon Richardson, you know, uh, it's hard to know with the neck uh, what's going to, you're going to get out of him. But the thing with Sheldon Richardson is he's more or less the defensive line or defense's answer to JC Treader. He always plays. I think he's missed like eight games in his whole career. Uh, and he's never missed one for the Browns. Um, I, you know, obviously it'd be great if the Browns could take care of business and get some of these guys out quickly. Uh, but we'll see what that looks like. They can take control. I, you know, it's just hard to know. And and Ronnie Harrison's probably not going to play, even though he's fine. Uh, but as that's far been as, their mo, though. Once these guys yeah, return gonna, to practice, it, we'll see you next week. It's great to have you back, but let's give it one more week. And this has been the mo. It's been with everybody, uh, Nick Chubb, and obviously Wyatt Teller through the bye. They could have used them, but they're playing the safe approach. And for now, you can't argue with it. Well, I mean, it pays that they actually have the the depth to get away with it. Like you know. If you don't trust Nick Harris, you know, you, you, maybe you, you put in Michael Dunn, but at some point you're probably just going to put in a compromised version of, of Wyatt Teller on the field. I mean, J.C. Treader is the one guy who just, you know, he goes out there, drags a leg out there, and still plays at a Pro Bowl level. Uh, I don't know how hurt or, or not he is. I know he's obviously not 100%. You've got a couple of these other linemen that, don't practice all that much. And frankly, if they can continue to play at the level they are like Jack Conklin, who cares? Uh, but, uh, you know, if they can, they have the potential to sort of take this one over pretty quickly. The entire issue is if, if their defense can get stops as opposed to these long extended drives that sort of peter out by the goal line, uh, and they either go for it or they kick a field goal. And it's just, you know, the, I think the Browns against the Giants had seven possessions. Um, if they get, you know, if they get possessions, they're going to go out there and they're going to crush people. If if they don't, then it, they, they sort of let teams hang around and, you know, then they, they can talk themselves into the potential of, you know, winning a game. And, and Pete, I mean, in looking over this team, um, you know, you know, Denzel Mims is going to play, and he hasn't obviously played a lot. Jamison Crowder, you know, he's, you know, a pain in the butt, shifty slot guy. But, I mean, looking at this offense, Pete, as far as skill guys, like what the hell actually even scares you about this group? Well, that's the problem. And, and you know, obviously Denzel Mims was was somebody they were hoping would come in and play well. Jamison Crowder's when played. Been- what he's played, he's played well. I mean, nothing dominant, but, I mean, there's just nothing here. Yeah, and, and with Jamison Crowder, you know, he's not a guy who, who sort of takes over a lot of games, but he'll just sort of do things that frustrate you. So, Extend drives, third and five, picks up six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they don't have a guy where you're like, if we don't stop this guy, it's going to be a long day. They just don't. And that's why, you know, it sort of stands out that the Rams managed to lose. Uh, because, you know, they let Le'Veon Bell – or not, not Le'Veon Bell. They let uh, Frank Gore score a touchdown on them. I mean, those type of things just take forever. So they've got a bunch of sort of journeyman guys or guys who just haven't been around long enough to to really build something. 
Yeah, again, I mean, whether it's the offensive side, the defensive side of the ball, um, it, it, it's not like, you know, sitting over here trying to flex muscles and like, oh, my God, look how pathetic this franchise is because, you know, this being good, being relevant, being successful is new for the Browns. <laughs> so it's if anybody understands the you know apathy uh, of what's going on with the Jets right now, it would certainly be Cleveland fans. Uh, but in the same respect, uh, you know, you, you got somebody to run on over. You got somebody to run over to go get what, you know, is there for you. And that's bottom line with all of this. Uh, we're going to get to just, uh, you know, a little bit more here, some closing segments. Uh, again, everybody, happy holidays. Jeff Lloyd, Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith, taking you through your Locked On Browns pregame show. Small businesses, um, I've been trying to make a conscious effort for this. Um, some great folks putting out apparel. Uh, two of my favorites, uh, Brian Zabo uh, from uh, Zabo Apparel, uh, Jenna from uh, Beleza and Style. Um, these people just working really, really hard. And look, in times like this, everybody's busting their butt trying to make whatever they can, uh, you know, keep things going, keep the lights on, keep the food on the table uh, as 2020 just continues to be the, you know, the forever, uh, you know, kicking the nuts emergency break on everyone's lives. Um, but ZaboApparel.com. Uh, belezaandstyle.com. Check them out. Both of them do fantastic things. Uh, opportunities for promo codes through Zabo. Uh, Browns win. Use the promo code uh, Browns through Beleza and Style as well. Uh, just two, two great people putting out great products. People I just genuinely respect for the effort they put in to their product. For me, Pete, I don't know if there's probably been a higher one. Um, you know, they've been, you know, look, we have our issues and our concerns about MetLife Stadium, um, not saying playing there and then coming back changes things in that, as, you know, that atmosphere anyway, whatsoever. Um, nobody in the building, uh, their offense pretty much shot their shot last week. Their defense, uh, you know, pretty much shot their shot last week. There's nothing special on either side of the ball. The weather, you're talking about 40 degrees in late December here in New Jersey. Very little wind. It'll be sunny. I, I, I don't think there's been a, a game this season where my confidence you know, in this team as far as pulling out a victory has been higher. Well, I mean, you're supposed to. They're 1-15 or they're, they're headed towards 1-15. The Browns can sort of taste it as far as both the postseason and – now potentially a shot at the division, you know, and and all of this is happening while they're sort of really getting in gear on offense where it's, you know, at times looks downright easy. Uh, other than the field, I think the biggest potential danger, if you want to call it that, is just be, not even overconfidence so much as just trying to get ahead of themselves and trying to do too much too fast and potentially making mistakes uh, like forcing throws or something, trying to trying to go deep when they shouldn't, or, or something along those lines. But if you're just looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, the Browns are clearly a better team than the Jets. The Browns have proven it uh, week in week out, and the Jets, sad as it is to say, it's like almost to a point where you can say the pressure's sort of off of them to to not go 0 and 16, even though that would have been better for them. That it's almost like they can sort of relax a little bit. And that may be, you know, part of the problem is is that they, they have no sense of urgency at this point. They've sort of accomplished the big thing, and this might be a letdown for them. That, it's, it's truly where I feel. It's, it's kind of like, you know, they've, you know, 
uh, you know, essentially gotten the monkey off their back, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, as you mentioned, um, getting that monkey off their back, you know, may have just made for the most difficult offseason going because you have a 23-year-old quarterback who at times has shown promise. Um, the system you put in place for this young man is horrible. He doesn't have nearly the weapons he needs. He doesn't have nearly the offensive line he needs. Um, trying to get a read on a 23-year-old quarterback, and God bless Frank Gore, a uh, fantastic player, but this is the stupidest person to possibly have you know, as part of this and getting meaningful reps at this point right now. It, I mean, it makes no sense from any any level whatsoever you know, that Frank Gore is your featured back in week 16 of a team that's going to finish 1-15 in while he's popping off his 3.1 yards per carry, whatever it may be. It's just – it's a veritable shit show what the Jets are putting out right now. And that being said, it would be even more of a shit show for the Browns to, you know, not go in here and win this handily. Two touchdowns, three scores. You know, even if you give me the 20-6 to six that you gave me last week. Pete, what's more important here this week, that the offense continues the pace that they are on or that the defense finds another way to, you know, clamp down a defense and hopefully not get them to put more points? What's more important? I would say the offense clicking because it's something I can count on. I, you know, if whether it's whatever the Steelers are putting out there on week 17 uh, or the, the postseason, I don't expect big things from the defense. I think it's a very pleasant surprise when we find them. The offense has to carry this thing. And as a result, they can't afford to be anything other than than good to great. And fortunately, you know, that's what we've seen. Start, you know, starting from basically the uh, the Bengals game, the second one on is as we've seen what this team can do when they're when they're going. Uh, that's the team that you know lost to the Ravens, but barely. That's the team that was able to dismantle the Tennessee Titans uh, for a half. You know, that stuff's where that's where they're at their best, and and obviously their defense is significantly better when they can play with a lead because then they can pin their ears back. They're not trying to stop the run as much. They can be more personnel based. Uh, those are, that's, that's their best situation. If they can score a lot of points, they can make it a, a shootout. They're better than if they are in a slog. Uh, the, the offense sort of has an act for figuring things out, but I will always, at least with this team it, 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 right now, if this team is scoring points, I'm going to uh, I'm I'm thrilled. At, at some point, the defense can. You have Miles Garrett, like whether he's you know whether he's sick or not, uh, you know he he's still capable of of sort of making that one play. You only really need one play from this defense. The offense is 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 the show. The offense is the driving force. The, the offense is what's going to make this thing happen. Well, and even still for the defense, look, if you get into, uh, you know, you get into a shot for shot, uh, you know, mano a mano, blow for blow type of thing, there's opportunities for these defense to make a play, you know, turnover wise. And even Miles, you know, to his credit, you know, whatever, however gassed he was, you know, had that sack in what was probably the 57th, 58th minute, you know, Sunday night. So, you know, he's shown the ability that he's going to give you all he's got and he's going to go the whole thing. The key for this, it's simple. The win is irregardless of how it looks. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be an ass whooping, but you know, with the you know the horizon of maybe Wyatt Teller, Ronnie Harrison for Week 17 for Pittsburgh, the key is this: to get in there, get the stinking W, 
obviously, you know, there's scoreboard watching that none of these players are going to do. Um, it'd be great if the Raiders could make this easier on everybody Saturday night before the game is kicked off. We'll see if that happens. But the key then is to walk out of this game with no injuries. If you can add Wyatt Teller, if you can add Ronnie Harrison to Week 17 versus Pittsburgh, and again, look, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen between the Colts and the Steelers, and you know, none of that matters. If the opportunity is there Week 17 that you were playing the Steelers for the AFC North title, that's freaking fantastic. But that is nothing that this franchise can control. What they can control is winning this game against the Jets. Yeah, uh, I think we do know what's going to happen with the Colts. I, I don't, you know, maybe Phillip Rivers turns back into a pumpkin again, and that's how they lose. But I think this is going to end up being, you know, a division title game on Week 17. But the bottom line is, yeah, injuries are huge. That that awful, awful turf, uh, or whatever you want to call it, cow pasture uh, that. You know, you've got girls- green stuff down there. I don't know exactly what it is, but I mean, and look, there's no excuse. I mean, you've got two teams playing there. You better put down a freaking surface that's not freaking taking people's lives. I mean, and taking people out for, you know, years. And there's been, certainly been a bunch of people who have, you know, lost their season at that place. It's just inexcusable. It's reckless. Well, it's the, the two worst fields, two of the worst fields in the NFL are in the NFC East. The, the the Giants slash Jets and the Washington football team are, are awful and they have a ton of money and no excuses. So it's bad. And that's, you know, that's where you, you know, Chris Hubbard, boom, done. And and we don't know what's going to happen with him uh, for next season. But uh, yeah, if they can stay healthy and take care of business and do some scoreboard watching after the fact for fun, that would be the best situation possible. That's my expectation for it. Um, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens for, for week 17, but you know, I, I, I could care less what other, these other teams are doing, um, outside of the Steelers game, because obviously the division is different than, than a wild card, but beyond that, you know, if it's degrees of wild card, I could care less. Like you do it, you, you take care of what you need to take care of. It'll sort itself out. If you're a 12 and four football team that has to go into the wild card, so be it. Uh, you, you know, that's. Fantastic. And you're not drawing Kansas City round one. So, sure. I mean, I, you know, I'll go mano and mano with anybody else who's going to be in this playoffs outside of Kansas City. Not that you don't want to play them, um, but if you want a chance to maybe, you know, win a game and play another week, yeah. I mean, but I I mean, whoever these other six teams are, I'll put my, I'll put the Browns up against any of these other six teams in a heartbeat. Yeah, Buffalo's a little concerning, but uh, Quick, yeah, defense is fast, defense is long, and you know Josh Allen. For as many jokes as we said over the years, uh, he seems to be making the throws that counts. Well, his accuracy is still sketchy, but uh, you know he's sort of hit first. His, his jump this year is ridiculous. You know he's up ten percent in completion percentage, which is just unheard of. Who was it? Was it Marcus? Was it Marcus Mosher who had the thing up the other day and had his completion percentage going back ten years? He had his freaking JV numbers in high school for God's sake, which was incredible. But look, you know, I mean, you know, credit where it's due. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, when you're you know well over sixty percent now, um, for a guy where it was always a you know a big thing, and you know maybe a guy like Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley, the fantastic route runners they are, they have really put an onus on him to improve. Um, but somehow, some way, the proof is in the pudding. Right, he's at sixty-eight percent, which is 
stupid. I, I do wonder what's going to happen if Brian Dable takes another job. That's the one thing that he sort of had uh, in his career is three years of stability where the, obviously Baker Mayfield has had the opposite. But in any three case, months. that's <laughs> – other than the Chiefs, the Bills sort of stand out to me as a team that's sort of well-rounded, other than the fact they don't really have a running back. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's the thing that would concern me about them in a playoff game, certainly, is the, the lack of the true guy that you would have confidence in giving the ball to 20 times. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, Josh Allen becomes their running back. And obviously, uh, you, you want a, a fully healthy Miles Garrett. But at that point, and I don't know how more teams don't do this. You just have to play his right hand. You can't let him go right, uh, and I don't know why more teams aren't just sort of slanting their 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 pass rush to just ensure he stays in the pocket or just doesn't go right. But that uh, whatever the case may be, take care of the Jets and you'll be fine. Uh, I don't have any reason to believe they won't. I'm only concerned about the field, uh, and then we'll see where we stand at that point. I, I think they have every incentive to keep playing hard, which is nice. One, they haven't had the success, and two, obviously, there's something attainable right in front of them that they haven't been able to get and, and plenty to prove. So hopefully that that gives them enough juice to sort of crush them, take take this one home early, and, and move on. Yep, and then, you know, obviously, you know, start, you know, understand it's going to be the uh, the uh, uh, the season finale at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Either way, that game's going to mean something, and I'm sure that's something Coach Stefanski is probably pressing to his players right now. Look, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. It doesn't matter if it's the title or not. Um, you know, this is you know again a team that you're going to measure yourself against for the years to come. And let's go do this. Um, hopefully, it means that the game will mean nothing, as both teams will maybe be headed to the playoffs. We'll see. Obviously, really, really early to tell. Forty eight hours away. Well, certainly no more. Uh, you know, Saturday night going into Sunday. Sunday as, as Sunday goes along. Um, but look, you know, get in here, get this W, um, 11 and four, one and oh, the mantra that has obviously been the case here. Um, and players are bought in, dialed in from Pete and I, I uh, just want to wish again, everybody, I hope you had, you know, a fantastic Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas day, um, the craziest and most uncertain of times. Um, but just find some way to, you know, at least to have enjoyed it. Um, you know, whether it was big, whether it was small, I ain't telling on nobody. I ain't no narc. I just hope everybody's found a way to, you know, escape from, you know, the 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 terribleness and the craziness of 2020 and at least, you know, find a way to enjoy these couple of days. He is Pete Smith, part of Brown's Digest through – I'm sorry. He is Pete Smith, Brown's Digest through SI.com. Uh, make sure you're checking everything out on SI.com. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Um, it's always a pleasure for uh, Pete and I, and look, as many years as we've been doing this, and the fact that we are sitting here week 16 talking about all that's on the table for this franchise, whereas all of this would have been scrapped in seasons past and it would have been, well, who can play this position? Where can we fix this? Where can we fix that? We're talking about a team potentially uh, about to be 11 and four come four o'clock on Sunday afternoon. It's been a hell of a ride. And it's always a pleasure to have Pete along through the good times and certainly now through what look like really, really better times. Myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. The show at Locked On Browns. Uh, DMs are open. Follow back account, as everybody knows. iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review. I do appreciate you guys all. Um, it's just been a hell of a run here. Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking forward to week 17 and beyond. Uh, you all deserve it. I mean, there's 
I get DMs for people who've been friends, uh, fans of this franchise 40 years. And to for them to start to, you know, and they get in their feelings. You know, I mean, the fact that they it's finally maybe coming to fruition where this team may be relevant, and it's not just this season, the potential to be relevant for years to come. It's just, it's a really, really good time, but nothing matters. And hell with the scoreboards, win this game against the Jets on Sunday, and it goes from there. Uh, either way, you beat the Jets, you beat the Steelers, you're in the playoffs. Nothing else matters. There could be more, absolutely. And if it is, we're going to cover the living daylight side of it. But right now, the only thing that matters is taking down the New York Jets on Sunday. This has been your Locked On Browns pregame show. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith, along for the ride. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.